Welcome back to another episode of Faking Injuries. This is the American-based European soccer football podcast. It's called Faking Injuries, not because we're trying to parody or hate the game, but it comes from the perspective of two people who didn't grow up playing the game. And so it's not really rooted in our families who, when we try to show them the great product that is the Premier League and all the other European leagues, they can hardly watch for more than two minutes and just complain every time a player goes down faking an injury. So that's what this podcast is all about. It's a love letter from two Americans who romanticize everything about Europe and arguably its greatest export. In today's episode, we're going to unveil our futures fund. So looking forward to the 2022-23 seasons across both Champions League and all the various domestic leagues in Europe, we have handcrafted some of our favorite bets for league winners, top scorers, and everywhere in between, you know, who might get the most yellow cards in the Premier League, for example. So that's what's on tap today. Charlie, you have been the lead analyst on this project. So I'm going to let you, you know, get some experience leading meetings and pitching your various investment theses. Kick it off for us, man. Yeah, thanks for that, Noah. I think that was one of your best intros ever. You're getting better at this every week. So yeah, like you said, we're going to run through some futures. We got pretty much all leagues covered here. You know, we got top score bets, we have people to win the league, people to get promoted. So let me start with the one I'm backing the most here on the podcast, as well as on our Twitter at Faking Injuries, but it's Bayern Munich to win the Champions League. It's plus 700. I just have a feeling about this squad. I made a little Excel sheet laying out their squad and the depth they have at every position. I can just see him going on a run. Julian Nagelsmann, young manager, one of the best in the world. They have four top quality center backs now, which is something they couldn't say last year. Their attack is ridiculous. So much depth with Sané, Nabry, Musiala, Muller. Mane. Mane. They're going to score a ton of goals, and they've strengthened everywhere they needed to this summer. Yes, the skeptics among us might think that losing Robert Lewandowski would be a fatal blow, but I don't think that's going to be the case this year. Julian Nagelsmann, he's got a lot to prove as the young maestro manager Earmarked not only to, you know, carry forward the tradition of great German managers, but also he looks to be the next pep to us, right? You know, we might be cheating a little bit doing the futures fund bets after we've seen a little glimpse of what they've done domestically in the first week, but using all the relevant information at play, they are going to be a German panzer tank of a unit this year. I mean, they came out winning, was it 6-1 or 5-1 against Frankfurt? Yep. They show no signs of reeling from missing Lewandowski. It just looks like the goals are going to come from absolutely everywhere. And just looking at other places in the squad that they've reinforced, the bench for the 6-1 drubbing on it is Gravenberg, Matthias Tell, who they brought in, 17 years old, young striker from France, who seems to be tabbed by all the people in the know as, you know, one for the future for sure. So they've done great business not spending too much for their budget. So I like this one. I think Bayern Munich's going to absolutely clean up. Yep. One of the best summers by far. Strong start, like you said, with the Frankfurt game and winning their version of the Community Shield, the DFL, against Leipzig, 5-3 belter of a game. I think this is the year they pull it all together and do it. Way better value than Man City, I think, at plus 400 to win the Champions League. So 
I'm backing this heavily. I think I got around 50 bucks on it at this point to cash me out like 300. So I'm loving it. Enough said. I think they might be the most complete team in Europe this year. All right. You want to move to Premier League? Because I got a few here. Let's move to the PL. All right. Stick with me on some of these. The first one I want to bring to your attention, player to receive the most cards in the competition. I got James Tarkovsky at plus 1600. It's just too juicy not to take. He's playing for Everton. They're going to foul a lot because they're going to try and lock shit down and not get relegated this year, right? And he's going to be at the center. He didn't get a yellow card in the first game, but already threw in a bunch of pretty egregious tackles. And I really could see this being great value at plus 1600. You know, you usually look at the teams in the bottom for these type of bets. So any defender on Bournemouth or Nottingham Forest is also a decent bet, but I think James Tarkovsky, he's going to get a lot of yellows this year. Yeah, I think he fits the bill, right? I mean, Everton, that is their league. You know, the Nottinghams, if Norwich were here, I think that is a great direct comp for them. A lot of slow players, not at the Premier League speed. They're going to be pulling and tugging on jerseys. Cynical fouls galore for the Evertonians. And if you're telling me for the small investment of $20, I could get paid out in the 300s, I'm taking that all day, all day. Let's discuss the other Premier League bets I got on. My next big one is Bournemouth to finish bottom place. So this was plus 200 originally, and it dropped down to plus 175, I think, because people were hammering it. But for me, it's in between them, Nottingham Forest, maybe Fulham if they fall off, but they haven't strengthened much. They're not that much better. Scott Parker, I don't trust as a manager to keep him up. Although we trust him to do a lot of other things, right? Like We trust him to be a GQ model. We trust him to take out our significant others for fine dinners across Europe's many Michelin-starred restaurants. Yeah, we trust him to steal our girlfriends, wives, fiancés, and the like. But to manage a team and keep them up, I'm not so sure. But I feel like this is obviously not one of the long shot features we have at plus 175. But this feels like good value because I don't see Nottingham finishing bottom with all the players they've brought in you know I feel like they have enough they're going to play three at the back they're going to get some results and I see the same thing happening with Fulham with Mitra up top you know he's just going to score goals he's going to score 15 plus and I don't think that makes them bottom team so it really just leaves Bournemouth for me unless a Leeds or a Southampton or an Everton have a catastrophic season I I just think it's a lock at plus 175. Yeah my only worry there would be James Tarkowski pulling one too many jerseys getting maybe he narrowly avoids having the most yellow cards but by far just has the most red cards which could be even more catastrophic for Everton so that's my only worry but like you said I think plus 200 pretty good value for Bournemouth. I expect to see Scott Parker well at the bottom, 20th place, handsome as ever. Yeah, absolutely. That's all I have for Premier League bets. I did not love the odds on, on title winners. Not great value for Man City or Liverpool. Didn't really like the odds for Champions League bets. So, you know, I kept it simple. Most cards in the competition and bottom place team. You know, maybe not a bet everyone's throwing, but I like those the most. The only value trade that I might suggest here, boss, is Tottenham, all right? I know it seems preposterous. It's been a two-horse race the last three to five years, but it can't continue like that into oblivion, right? Maybe it will for an extra year, but if anyone else is going to make a title push this year, I think it's going to be Antonio Conte and what we have said will be his last season at Tottenham. He's going to want to make his lasting mark, right? 
make sure that the Spurs fans remember him for his 18-month managerial tenure with some trophies to go along with it. So I think at plus 1,200, there could be some good value there. Yeah, I don't know. For me, it's still not quite enough. Plus 1,200 still, it seems light, because Liverpool and City are heavy favorites to finish top two. I feel like it's got to be closer to plus 2,000 or more. Like, I, I feel like I need more to throw that risky. Okay. That. It feels like you're pissing dollars at that point. Yeah, I might be. And we like to do that sometimes. <laughs> Keep it in England. I only have one championship bet as of now. I may or may not throw a league winner on like a Middlesbrough or a Sheffield United. We'll see. But as of now, I have Sunderland to win promotion any which way, including playoffs. <laughs> plus 900. This also could be pissing away money because they just got promoted from League One, the third division in England. Hey, it might be, but if we look back historically, if there's one thing Sunderwin likes to do, it is to do things in succession, right? Keep doing whatever the status quo is. We saw it when this historic club got relegated back-to-back seasons, Premier League to Championship, and then Championship to League One. Now that they finally got their wits about them, got some acceleration in the boardroom and on the pitch, and most importantly, a 24-year-old French billionaire at the helm. I think that's an underrated fact in all of this, but... I wonder how you become a billionaire at 24. (laughs) Yeah, I think, uh, especially when you're French, right, that has to point to generational wealth. I think in doing some very superficial digging, he's the son of, like, the only investment banker or maybe just, like, capitalist investor in France. Got it. So, They're not big into that. No. Any of the protests that you've seen in France, of which there's been a lot, we can just assume they're all like pointed at the 24-year-old and his dad. Yeah. No, that fully <laughs> checks out. <laughs> anyway, back to the investment thesis. I think they're going to build on the success last year and being promoted from League One. They've had good reinvestment by championship standards this summer and relying on the Sunderwin name. And I think they're going to be in the mix from... Probably not the automatic promotion spots in at one or two, but I like them to get in at fifth and sixth. And then from there, I mean, who do you want as your owner, right? You want a billionaire who can potentially interfere with the referee or any other people with the ability to affect the game's results, right? I mean, it can't take much more than 200,000 quid or a million shit just to get promoted, right? One penalty decision in the playoff final boom. It's going to be a good 25th birthday for that billionaire. I like it. Yeah. Anything can happen in the playoffs. And that's the only way I really see him going up, but it could happen. They got momentum, made some interesting signings in the past couple of years, getting guys from Bayern Munich, like youth Academy. So I like it. I like it. We could look like idiots (laughs) at the end of the season when they literally get relegated, but no, there's no chance of that. I think, I think the most important thing here is that how do you get relegated no, not even that. How do you not get promoted when you have an American wingback named Lyndon Gooch? Run it up your wing, right? I mean, that's foolproof. A man with the name of Lyndon Gooch has to spend his seasons in Drury, England. But you know in the offseason, he's going to like his parents' ranch in North Dakota yeah. and hunting pheasant, right? He has to be related to Carson Wentz. A hundred percent. Gooch has no issue doing the dirty work. You <laughs> no, know? no, he's been there. How do you think his family got the name, sir? <laughs> Let's move out of England, go to some European competitions. So we talked Champions League, we're going Bayern Munich, Europa League, they got a bunch of juicy futures out there. I'll call these my moonshots, 
Mm. My thesis last year was that the German clubs were heavily undervalued in the futures. So I took Leipzig and Leverkusen really early on in the Europa League. They didn't pay off, but Leipzig was like a good bet. You know, mm-hmm. when it was going into the semis, I could have cashed out for good money, and they were the favorites by far to win it all. Sticking with that thesis, the two German clubs currently in the Europa League are heavily undervalued Freiburg and Union Berlin. Yes, they lost some pieces. Taiwo Awanyi for Berlin and Nico Schlauterbeck for Freiburg, but they've done good business, strengthened the right areas, and they're each plus 3,000 to win. The disrespect. When like a team like Man United is like plus 250 to win it all, who is throwing their money away on that? Not me. I'm going for the moonshot. Plus 3,000. Throw five bucks on it. Win 150 maybe. Mm-hmm. You know? Why not? I, I'll take that risk all day. Either of these teams could go on a run. I will say... We were dying to throw some Conference League bets, but they're not open yet. They got to finish the qualifications, and then we'll have some futures. And that's where I had my most success last year, especially having Roma to win it all with my K-free bet. We'll come back around on that one, and we'll give you our official predictions in the future. But we have a couple more we wanted to run you through. We haven't touched on Italy at all yet. Syria, I got a couple spicy ones, and I'm feeling really good about these. Let me know what you think. Spice it up, big fella. To win the league, it's... Inter and Juve at plus 125, which just seems preposterous for both of them. I think Juve is the third best team in Italy. I think that's quite clear the Milan clubs are way better at the moment. I think they're guaranteed to finish third or fourth if Roma has a really good year. So that's why I'm backing Milan, AC Milan, at plus 400. I just feel like they should be right up there with Inter. I feel like it's between these two. They've made good signings this summer getting Charles de Ketelaire, keeping guys like Rafael Leao, that defense is solid with Tamori and Kalulu. Even with losing Kessier, that midfield is still really strong with guys like Benacer, Sandro Tonali, and Brahim Diaz ahead of them. I just think they could do a back-to-back here. I really do. And I think at plus 400, it's the best value. I'm never betting plus 125 on Inter or Juve to win the league. Any holes in my thesis here? No, I like your pessimism with Inter and Juve, the only thing that can really be looked at as increasing positively for these two clubs, in my opinion, is the wages that they're paying out this year. Those have increased, but also I think the bulk cigarette orders are up to well over the pace of inflation. So I don't think the lungs are going to be there for these two teams. We know that Mourinho and AC Milan, they kind of have a similar, like, keep it to under three sigs a day limit. I think that's going to pay massive dividends this season. I concur with your thesis, Milan at plus 400. I might even sprinkle a little bit on Roma at plus 900. Maybe things could go similar to Conte at Tottenham, where Mourinho finds his way to sour things with the management at Roma. But maybe he gets them believing like Jim Jones in the jungles of South America, right? He might be able to get these people to do things they never thought they could. And that is win a Serie A title. It's tough to see him winning it, but I think they're top four for sure. And they're going to do something in the Europa League or in Copa Italia. They're going to win some, some silverware. They're getting some silverware. Sticking with that, actually a great transition, Tammy Abraham. Really good value for top goal scorer. I love him, and I love Victor Osimen. These guys are both plus 1,500 to be top scorer in Syria. The thinking here is that Vlahovic and Lukaku are by far the favorites. 
And I just, I see that, but I think either of these guys could pop off. If Osiman doesn't get injured, he could have an unbelievable season. I mean, he was on track for that at points last year. And Tammy's going to be at the center of it all for a really exciting Roma attack this year. I just think at plus 1500, it's too good value not to sprinkle, you know, five, 10 bucks on each of these guys. Yeah, I think everything at Roma is going to go through Tammy. He's had a year of getting acclimated to life in Italy, understanding how immobile the Italian defenders are. And I think he's going to take all of that to his advantage. And you heard it here first, 25 league goals for Tammy. That's going to be enough. 25. Wow. Yes. Wow. I think it could be enough. You know, I don't think, I don't think Juve are going to score as much as people are expecting. You know, they're still going to play pretty boring. So I don't know. I don't see Vlahovic going off for like 30, like some people do as high as I am on him. Last bet. This is the big boy. Ooh, this is the big boy parlay. So we've been doing a lot of single, you know, individual bets, top scores, leagues, individual trades. This is the big parlay boy. We wanted to do one with all top five leagues. My sports book would not allow me to bet on the Bundesliga anymore because Bayern Munich already won it after that first game, obviously. Are you you sure they weren't just like spamming you with the hotline number for a gambling addiction? They might have been. They might have been. But we did a top four leagues bet, I guess now. So here it is. Let me run you through it. I'm basically picking a winner for each league. La Liga, Real Madrid, Serie A. I'm going with Inter. Hedging my bet a little here with the Milan one. Premier League, City, obviously. And Liga, Paris Saint-Germain. And what's that coming at? That's coming at a juicy plus 933. I like it. I feel like these are, you know, through and through the favorites for each league, right? I am just picking the top team. We're not co-signing any of the business down at Barcelona this summer don't think they're gonna make a push I mean they'll be up there but they'll be up there but I still see it as Real Madrid's league to lose you know they they haven't gotten worse they've added true many Kamavinga another year there the midfield still pumping shit out one more year of Carlo Ancelotti having his wisdom just exponentially grow it's like there's two immutable facts in the world compounding interest and compounding wisdom for Italian managers. And I think Carlo is aging like a fine Chianti. He is. And same with Benzema. I think he's going to be top scorer again. Maybe Lewandowski will have something to say about that. But if him and Vinny can stay healthy the whole year, they're going to score bucket loads of goals. This team's going to continue to dominate. The defense is strong now with Rudiger, Alba, Militao. I just see them winning it again. So there you go. Plus 900. Throw 10 bucks. Get yourself 100 you know? It's free money. And that's all I got for my futures. So we're taking some shots here. And hopefully when we wrap up the season, review some of these, I'm a richer man and I made some of you richer men as well. It sounds like I'm promoting like a, a scam on, uh, on YouTube or Instagram. Yeah, th- no, this is definitely <laughs> more of a Ponzi fund than a futures fund. But I think there's a good potential for you to come out on top. We'll have to keep an eye on inflation to see if your real returns, you know, factoring in the increase in the consumer price index really makes you a richer man economically. But I think you might be taking me out on a sushi date another time. We'll go all out. We'll order the nigiri. We'll, we'll order the sashimi. You know, whatever you want. 
Uh huh. And this time we're not dipping into our soy sauce reserves. We're making sure they provide all the soy sauce that we're going to consume during the meal. They never provide adequate soy sauce when you order sushi. I don't think people should be forced to have to own their own soy sauce, but maybe that's another unpopular trade here. <laughs> soy sauce should be as free as water. <laughs> yes. So that's it, folks. Another quick episode of Faking Injuries. We've unveiled one of our many funds that we're going to unveil over this season. I think this will be a particularly amazing vintage. We're going to look back on these trades with a lot of nostalgia, and uh, I think these just might be the foundation of our autobiographies. We encourage all of you, join the wave. Get in the bandwagon. We're going to the top. And even if we lose, it's going to provide a nice backdrop just to really enjoy all the football across Europe and get a little extra skin in the game. You know, when Milan is trying to grind out a winning goal against Brescia this season, these trades might be the only reason we find ourselves still glued to the couch. We'll be glued to the couch regardless. (laughs) You're right. Let's be honest. Again, hope everyone enjoyed this. We'll be back again next week. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. Love you. Ciao.